Welcome to the Great Book Podcast by the Tampa Bay Times. Today, we're diving into some drama unfolding at the University of Florida in Gainesville, where Donald Trump Jr., the president's eldest son, gave a controversial speech last month. An email recently came to light showing UF student body president Michael Murphy planned the event with an official working for Trump Sr.'s 2020 re-election campaign. And public records show that Murphy agreed to use $50,000 in public student fees to pay for it. Now, Murphy is facing impeachment as student body president, at the same time the President of the United States faces the same threat. We are joined by Ben Lima, the student senator leading the charge. Ben, tell us how we got to this point. Absolutely, Megan. Thank you very much. Um, So, uh, basically, when it was announced that this uh, event was going to occur, uh, you know, it it seemed a little suspicious. Uh, We, you know, uh, had uh, a, a very prominent national figure coming, someone who's directly associated with a um, current 2020 presidential campaign, uh, and they were being paid $50,000 of student fees. Uh, so that in itself was pretty unusual uh, to have uh, student fees being, uh, you know, uh, that, that much uh, in student fees being given to uh, a such a, a national figure and uh, a controversial one of that. So, well, um, UF, let, let me stop you, Ben. So UF, they, they bring speakers all the time, right? I mean, this, it's, yeah. it's pretty normal. But what makes this different? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, uh, he's a political figure. He's someone who uh, has been, um, who's, you know, a, a surrogate for the Trump campaign and uh, someone who uh, is overtly political. And that runs, in, in, you know, in, in against the student body statutes, which state that, we cannot spend student body funds for uh, political purposes uh, to benefit one party or the other. Uh, so uh, they, they claimed initially that this wasn't a campaign event um, and that this wasn't at all political, but that was hard to believe considering the fact that, uh, you know, Don Donald Trump Jr. is on a book tour where he's, you know, openly, uh, you know, advocating for the president and he's uh, making overtly political statements. Um, so we were suspicious, but then once this email came out uh, that you mentioned uh, in the intro, uh, then we had, you know, direct uh, corroboration that this, you know, was organized, uh, in fact, with in, in collusion with the Trump campaign. Uh, so that, that's that's when uh, there were calls for him, uh, Michael Murphy to resign. Sure. Um, and, and when he refused to, uh, impeachment became the only option. Okay. So a couple things that I want to unpack there. First, can we go back? You, you mentioned how there uh, there's, there's kind of been both sides saying this was not a campaign stop and then, and then maybe um, criticisms that it, it seems similar to a campaign stop. Can you take us to the event? Um, were you there? Can you describe it at all? Yeah, I was uh, participating in a protest outside the event. There were hundreds of, uh, of uh, students and uh, members of the U.S. community who were protesting this, uh, you know, this, this appearance and this uh, inappropriate use of our fees. Um, and uh, it was, um, you know, uh, a pretty big uh, event. Uh, there were, um, you know, Secret Service agents, and uh, a lot of uh, money was spent, uh, I believe over $10,000 by the University Police Department uh, that that day just to uh, to keep everyone secure. Uh, and, you know, that's important, but... 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was just going to ask, are you aware of what was discussed inside? I know there's been a lot of reporting yeah. about it, including by our newspaper. Um, many of the students I talked to, they, they drew um, connections, you know, between this event yes. and between Trump rallies. There were a lot of uh, similarities in, in the language and in the topics that were discussed. Do you have any mm -hmm. comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would I would argue that this uh, speech uh, that was given by Trump and uh, Inglefoyle was, in fact, political. Uh, they, you know, mentioned uh, a lot of his, uh, you know, points in that, you know, that were advocating for Trump uh, and uh, the policies uh, that, you know, champ that he champions uh, and made general statements in support of him. So uh, I think it would, it's, you know, kind of a ridiculous thing to say that uh, this wasn't a political event uh, when you have two, you know, uh, political officials who are uh, talking about, um, or two political figures, rather, who are talking about political things. So uh, okay. I don't know how anyone can argue that this isn't, that this wasn't a violation of our student body statutes and, you know, possibly federal law. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I personally talked to a bunch of legal experts. Um, it, it seems that a lot of them don't even really want to touch this issue because the line between campaign event and not campaign event is, is seemingly not very clear. Um, I, I've heard that they would have had to say something as specific as re-elect Trump in 2020, vote for Trump in 2020, for it to be considered a campaign event and to violate um, these laws. Um but, but of course, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, and I, I hear what students are saying, and they don't see it that way. They say that the very fact that um, Trump, Trump Jr. is related to the president and is, is uh, you've used the word surrogate for his campaign, and then you have Kimberly Guilfoyle, who's, who formally works for the campaign, right? She's a senior advisor for, for the campaign. So, so sure. is, that, is that alone enough in your mind to make this inappropriate? It sounds like yes. Yeah, I, I do believe it is. Uh, I think this was a political event, and uh, our student body statutes are very clear in that you can't spend uh, student fees uh, that are, you know, every that students are required to pay uh, for to benefit a political party uh, or another political party. And I believe that it's pretty clear that this, these student fees were benefiting uh, the Trump campaign, uh, especially when you see the uh, the email evidence that says that uh, he, Michael Murphy was collaborating with the, um, the the Trump campaign, uh, and she right. says that she forgot to remove her email signature. But you know, uh, you know that's, that that uh, that in itself doesn't make me think that uh, there wasn't collusion there. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about the email? I know it was very short, and it's yeah. really only one record. But for just for listeners or readers who may not be totally up to date on this issue, what did that email say, and what is what does it show you? Yeah, so the email was from, uh, what the first email was from, uh, uh, I believe her name is uh, Caroline Wren from the, uh, she's a, a consultant with the uh, Trump Victory uh, Campaign, which is the joint campaign between the Republican National Committee and the uh, Trump 2020 re-election campaign, uh, to Michael Murphy, the student body president at U.S., and she was basically saying, uh, hey, um, you know, it was nice to talk to you at the, at our, at, on July 4th, um, I would like to bring um, I, you know, at her house. I, I would like to bring the co-chair of the RNC, I believe his name is Tommy Hicks, uh, as well as uh, Trump Jr. and uh, Kimberly Wolf-Boyle to UF. Um, I, please give me a call or something like that, uh, you know, at your convenience. And then M Murphy responded and said, uh, yes, um, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to hop on the phone with you. So 
um, you know, it, 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 to me, that, that really shows that, you know, you have someone from the campaign reaching out to student body president saying, hey, you know, um, let's, let's make this happen. Um, sure, and, and, and that email, that email lets us know. I mean, she said, you know, I met you at my house on July 4th. Yeah. That email lets us know that Michael Murphy had some sort of relationship. We don't know how deep, but some sort of prior relationship with this person who is a, a pretty high up official for Trump's campaign, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, I think when you have that kind of conflict of interest, it, um, you know, it, it's, you gotta be very delicate when you're, uh, when you're talking about, you know, these, this, these public funds and you can't let your, um, your personal biases get in the way of doing what's best for the students. And I, I think that might have been what happened here. And that's why we're, uh, you know, um, filing these, this article of impeachment, um, you know, and one of the reasons is abuse of power because uh, we do believe that happened here. Um, so Michael Murphy, uh, maybe not personally, but his family has connections to Donald Trump as well. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So, um, Michael Murphy and the, actually the Senate President Emily Dunson, who was, uh, who's the impeachment body, uh, chair, uh, they both attended the, uh, inauguration of Trump, uh, and the, one of the inauguration balls. Um, and Michael Murphy's father, uh, is a former, uh, Republican lobbyist, uh, I believe he might still be, um, who has maxed out to the Trump campaign for this, uh, election cycle, according to the FEC. So uh, he does have direct, uh, you know, familial ties with the Trump campaign, uh, and also, you know, uh, the the Senate president has shown support and was on the guest list for the reception. Um, so you know, there's a couple uh, areas there where we believe there's conflict of interest, and that uh, individuals have, um, you know, perhaps let their uh, personal biases, like I said, get in the way, uh, and uh, that's pretty troubling. So. This is kind of a, a a nitty-gritty question, but if um, if these, these speakers, you know, let's say this is a different situation and someone used their personal connections to get in touch with a speaker, brings them to campus, they weren't, you know, this speaker isn't related to an active presidential candidate, would that be an issue or two, uh, using those personal connections, or is it specifically because the people that were brought to campus are part of, essentially part of a re-election campaign for President Trump? Right. So I think you can have a, uh, right, a, so, uh, someone who's involved in politics come speak at the university, uh, and maybe even be paid, um, without it being, um, you know, a campaign event that runs, uh, contrary to what the statutes allow. Um, so I think the, the fact that he's directly associated with and, uh, is a lead surrogate for the Trump campaign, uh, is, makes it particularly uh, suspicious and worthy of a thorough investigation by the university and um, accountability for Murphy. So um, I would say that this particular situation is pretty yeah, bad. Oh, oh, sorry for interrupting. Um, so no what, that, that kind of leads to my next question. So what's next? Will the, will the university investigate? Is that even on the table? Um, you know, this impeachment resolution has been served to him. Um, what, what's the next step? So the next step, um, you know, and I read in in uh, in the online today that the president Fox, uh, the university president, is uh, has been made aware of this. Um, he is he indicated that um, the the it, he reached out to lawyers before the event occurred, um, and 
be legal then to him, um, but now that he acknowledged that might have changed uh, with new revelations. Um, but I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's what I read. So I think that it's possible that there could be some um, uh, in some acknowledgement that this uh, is, has, is a uh, questionable use of student fees. And I think the, the Senate will um, hopefully have a very prompt hearing and um, discuss this in, in detail and come to the conclusion uh, that uh, there was uh, some malfeasance here and uh, an abuse of power on the part of Murphy. So um, last uh, last question, kind of wrapping up here, I, I do want to talk about the stark similarities between what's happening on UF's campus with its student body president and what's happening with Donald Trump, um, the president of the United States. It, the, the similarities, it seems like you just can't ignore them. Um, uh -huh. It, it, can you talk about that? Do you see those similarities? Is that a discussion that's going on, you know, as, as this is unfolding? Yeah, I think it's hard to ignore the situation going on in Washington, given the, uh, the direct connections between, um, you know, you have Trump, Trump Jr. Uh, here being um, involved, and then you have the president at the national level. Um, but uh, yeah, so the facts are different, right? So you have the um, it doesn't this this matter here on campus isn't about Democrat or Republican. It's about following the rules and uh, and calling it out when there's a uh, an issue with uh, the legality of something. Uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, you have a student body president who um, it seems uh, let his uh, political biases get in the way of representing the students and that ran uh, contrary to what the student body statutes allow. Um, and you have a, a political speaker uh, being brought and uh, making a political speech. Uh, and I think those, that the facts line up uh, to, uh, to find that Murphy is guilty of this. Um, whereas on a national level, of course, we have a completely different situation. But at the same time, um, it's about holding officials accountable, no matter the level of government. Um, so we're proud to be doing that here, and um, we're going to uh, keep fighting for what's right. Right. Well, please keep us posted, Then we're, we're really interested in what's going to happen here. And um, for our listeners and readers, if you're, if you're interested in this topic, you can read all of our stories about the October event where Donald Trump Jr. visited U.S. campus and also about Murphy's possible impeachment at TampaBay.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Ben. Of course. Thank you so much. That's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast. Thanks to Megan Reeves for bringing us this special interview with Ben Lima, as the possibility of impeachment for UF student government president Michael Murphy continues to shake university and state political circles. If you'd like to share your thoughts on the topic, please go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, and add your comments to the post of this podcast. To keep up with the latest in Florida education news, visit our blog, www.tampabay.com gradebook. Have comments, questions, or concerns about the podcast? Want to hear about something specific? Send an email to jsolacek at tampabay.com or add a review to the site where you get your podcasts, including Google, Apple, and Stitcher. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, thanking again Megan Reeves for this special interview and thanking you for listening.